This is an exclusive presentation from Federated Media, Unholstered. Here we go. It's time for another edition of Unholstered. Hopefully you're having a great weekend. My name is Kayla Blakesley, and I'm one of your hosts here on Unholstered. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sophia Rosales-Catina. I am your other host. I'm a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department, and welcome back to Unholstered. So glad you're here. If this is your first time tuning in, A, you can download the Unholstered podcast anywhere you download a podcast. B, this show is all about sharing and telling stories that don't get told uh, that often, really, when it comes to law enforcement, not just here in the Allen County, Indiana area, but really across the entire country. And I always say it, Sophia, Sophia that statement could not be more true than it is today because we're talking about flock safety. And I know this is a big one, especially when it comes to um, having the human trafficking conversation. Um, But I want to get out of the way right now that there will be a moment during this program where I use the word flock as a verb. Flocking (laughs) is what I I think I called it last time to flock. So we'll see. But first and foremost, who did you bring in to the studio today to talk about this? Well, this morning I brought in a sheriff from a neighboring county. Um, We're going to talk about an incident that happened there um, recently involving a young girl that was taken and then some measures that they used not only there but in other areas throughout this country that really uh, made a difference in getting her back here safely. So we'll talk about him, but right now I want to let him introduce himself. Hi, I'm Scott Holliday. I'm the sheriff of Wells County. Uh, Our county seat's Bluffton, Indiana, and that's kind of where our jail and sheriff's office is. Sheriff Holiday, I think um, it's important, at least for me, <laughs> uh, to start. I always say, you know, Sophia's the pro, I'm the average Joe. When I hear flock safety, I don't actually really know what that means. I just said I tend to use the word flock as a verb. Um, what is, quote, like flock safety? What's the definition of that? Well, flock safety is actually a company name for license plate reader cameras. Okay, so um, it's a brand. Yep, it's okay. a brand. So flock safety um is really taken a hold nationwide for law enforcement. Um, it's a tool that we use. Uh, basically what it is, it's like he said, it's a license plate reader, but it also identifies makes and models of cars as well. So it does a little bit more. They also have like a shot spotter. So if there's um, shots that go on um, in the area, they can pinpoint those to an area where they can send then police um, to investigate those, those shootings. So is it like a physical camera? Yes, there's a mounted camera on like a light pole or some kind of utility pole, and then it's pointed in directions. Those directions can be changed by the company. Um, And then everything that that camera reads then becomes, you know, um, a file then that the police can use if they're looking for a particular car plate. Say there was a robbery at the Walmart and the car was like a white Nissan Sentra. And we can, we didn't have a plate, but we can see every Nissan Sentra it would identify and then it would scope, it would um, hone in and give us a license plate number for each Nissan Sentra that went through the area. So it's fascinating um, stuff here, but there are a lot of people who think that this is another one of those big brother um, kind of type yes, issues. waiting for it, the, the old invasion of privacy. Yes, you know. yes. You know, but we all know that you have no expectation of privacy on the roadways. Um, so for me, it's that I'm, I'm going going with what the law says, but I understand people's apprehension at times. Um, but we have to have some kind of, you know, middle ground here because this, the uses, as we will hear shortly, um, is so overwhelmingly good, in my opinion, that it outweighs that. 
bad. Yeah, I mean, Sheriff Holiday, how would you respond to this claim that it's Big Brother, it's an invasion of privacy, this flock system? What would be your response to that? Well, I think that, you know, in today's age, a lot of the technology, um, you know, I, I take people's right to privacy very seriously. We have rules and regulations and statutes we have to follow to not invade people's privacies. So uh, we take those things seriously, but as law enforcement, we we use tools in the job we do that um, the general public don't have access to. And so we're held at a high standard uh, because of that reason to not abuse the information and the access that we're available to. You know, criminal histories, I can't just run criminal histories on people for no reason. Um, you know, we have to have, you know, either an arrest or an investigation, those type of things. So there's plenty of tools that we use um, that give us the authority for information, you know, so to speak. So um, so I do take it seriously. I think that good policy and what we do within our, our agency um, and shared agencies um, is very important in what we do. There's audit systems um, set forth in this program that uh, we can audit just like we do with the system that runs criminal histories or runs license plates and those type of things. We get audited by the state uh, so that agencies aren't misusing those things. Mm. And so uh, the state can take those tools away from us. Um, well, then hopefully that's a comfort, actually. I, did, I didn't know that to, yeah. to folks who are claiming, you know, big brother and not just for flock safety, but maybe for some other tools. But I also say, you know, in today's age, you're, you know, this is no different than uh, the toll roads using license plates to read your plate and mm -hmm. send you a bill uh, when you go on the toll roads. Mm -hmm. um, or you, yeah, I'm sure you your came here. Your smartphone. Yeah, That's what you, I thought you, you were going to say. You yeah. came here today with a cell phone. Mm -hmm. um, if people don't think that somehow, whether it be an app or a company is not tracking your movements, uh, we just had a... Um, a Dickies car wash that just built in Bluffton. And when you pull your car through there, it's got a license plate reader. It's what opens the gate and tells the company that you have uh, a membership there to be able to get your car washed. Um, you know, so, you know, if I drove from, from Ossian to Bluffton uh, in the area where I live, I'm probably on, whether it be a ring camera, mm -hmm. uh, someone's home security camera, a business security camera. So we're being tracked in a lot of ways that I think people um, are oblivious to in that sense. But uh, again, in law enforcement, um, I do believe we're held at a high standard for what we do, because if we're not, you see it on the front page of the newspaper. Sure do. Sure do. Okay. I'm, I just still need a little clarification of how this flock system then works. Is it something that you as a police department um, subscribe to or ask to be a part of? Uh, because flock, as you said, it's, it's its own brand, its own kind of, I'm going to call it software for lack of better terminology here or what, what have you. So how how does that work? So it's a motion censored camera. Um, so we have, we're just in the process within the last two uh, weeks here of getting six cameras put up in our community. And so you are, have to go and apply for that? Yep. Or, okay. So so we worked with Flock uh, Safety. Um, it's a subscription, basically. They own the cameras. Um, we own the subscription and all the data that's okay. uh, supplied by those. The Flock doesn't access any of that information. Um, all the information that's gathered through those cameras are saved for 30 days, and then they're deleted. So it's uh, stored in a secure cloud. Um, it's available to us for investigative purposes for 30 days, and then it's gone. Um, but if I can expand a little bit on what Sophia said, 
I can tell you what these cameras are not, and they're not surveillance cameras. Okay, we're not, they're not speed cameras. Uh, you know, I get a lot of questions like that. Or, oh, you're going to track people that are speeding. Nope, we don't do that. Um, and they're not surveillance cameras. They don't record live action video. It, it's a motion sensor. When a car passes it, it, it snaps a photo of the back of the car. I see. And so that information is gathered. The, the software program's pretty intelligent. It can, in the right lighting, which is most of the time, it can tell you color, make, and model of the car, um, which helps us in investigative purposes. So, um, so they are definitely not surveillance cameras in the, in the sense that people uh, think that we're spying and watching on people. Okay, and in, in, in my county, we put the cameras on the county lines, and and what we focused on was putting these cameras where people are coming into our community in Wells County. So it's no secret where they are. Uh, we told the public where they're at, um, but most. And this is relatively new for Wells County, right? Yeah, well, Bluff, the city of Bluffton has four of these flock cameras okay. um, uh, as well, but we're putting six on the perimeter. So as the, as the elected sheriff, I mean, my top uh, concern is public safety. Mm -hmm. And so I want to know what's coming into our community, uh, whether it's wanted people, um, you know, subjects that are on a hot list for maybe a suspect in a homicide and those type of things. So this will alert us. And so the way these things work is a car passes it, snaps a picture of it, and it records, like Sophia said, but it also runs it through um, IDAX and NCIC, mm -hmm. which is a state and national database. And if there's a hit on that vehicle, it's going to notify us within seconds. I mean, within less than 10 seconds, we'll get an alert on that vehicle uh, once it passes our camera coming into our community. So our police officers have instant information that's sent to them. That's it's incredible. It sends it to our 911 center. Uh, but it also sends it to our police officers right to their cell phone, and it'll say, hey, we just got a hit on our northbound camera, um, you know, and it'll tell us the reason what it is. Now, that isn't probable cause for us to pull the vehicle over. We're still going to verify if we locate that vehicle. We're still going to run it through our dispatch, mm -hmm. uh, get the verification through dispatch that, yes, that is indeed the plate. Um, these things are not 100% perfect. They're pretty, pretty Nothing darn Nothing ever is. They're pretty darn close, but, you know, we need to verify it's, just, it's no different than somebody calls in a drunk driver. We get behind the vehicle and, and, you know, there's a couple things we can do, you know, but we need to verify that we have the probable cause to, to pull that vehicle over. And so um, so that's, that's how that instantaneous stuff works. So it's twofold. It, it can be used for instant alerts, and it can be also used in the investigative side. Like Sophia said, um, as a former detective, I would have loved to have this tool yeah. Um, and what we do, because now we have a record over the last 30 days so that if something did happen, uh, we can get that information um, for our, on a suspect vehicle and see if we can find, because we don't know. We're going to talk about this this kidnapping we had uh, in Zanesville, because all we had was a suspect vehicle. and We didn't have a plate number or nothing. And so we were able to use um, Flock's system, which is nationwide, so we do have the ability to search um, the entire system nationwide um, of other agencies that have these cameras up. And so if we get a hit on those, uh, that's lead information we can use uh, in, in cases that we're investigating. Yeah, I want to talk about that kidnapping here in just a second, but yep. I, I am curious, Sophia, do we have any of these cameras in Allen County in Fort Wayne? We do not. We um, have talked about it. I think it was one thing that 
we had with the former chief, the new chief probably will get another discussion <laughs> probably yeah. on his plate sometime soon. Um, but as my understanding, we do not have any flock safety. They talked about another brand, which there are several brands out there. Um, but to my knowledge, I don't think we have any. Now, this is this is a system that the general public can buy, too. So if mm-hmm. there's like a church or a apartment complex oh. that has a high crime volume, they can actually call the company and privately purchase these or get into the subscription-based service and do this. And- yeah, a little side note, that's actually how Flock started. <clears throat> they started okay. with HOAs, uh, a lot of areas, residential areas, where they were getting a lot of break-ins robberies, those type of things. And so this company started on that premise of uh, having cameras within neighborhoods that could uh, help the police um, in solving crimes. And then eventually it morphed into, hey, this is working so good. Uh, we're going to bring this into the law enforcement field. So then would hypothetically the bad guy, let's say, you know, he pulls into an apartment complex and they have this flock system, would it pop him in that scenario as well if a warrant was out for his arrest or what have you and his license plate showed up? If the up? vehicle's registered to the, him. You, correct. Okay. Correct. Wow. I had yeah. no idea it was so expansive. I thought it was just a police department thing. No. I mean, you could do like, like Glenbrook Mall, for instance, if they wanted to install these for, you know, incidents that they may have and people coming and going, especially theft, those kinds mm-hmm. of things, and they could assist police with those because we have a... You know, this is something we don't talk about here. It's not in the major news, but we have lots of thefts, like theft rings that go around just stealing from stores and stores and different stores all over town. So imagine if those stores all put these flock systems up and they were able to give us information on these vehicles that are coming and going and the cases we could build on people that way. So there really are there really is a lot to this. And I think the discussion needs to be had, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you can tell I have a million questions, and you can tell how much I don't know about this. I feel yeah. like with the question, I feel, feel like we usually, Sophia, I have like an inkling of everything that we're talking about. <laughs> I've, I've got nothing. Um, I, here I thought, you know, flock was a verb that, that tells yeah. you where I'm at on this. So It's flocking crazy, isn't flocking. it? Flocking! <laughs> it is, see? It's going to stick. It's going to stick. You heard it here first. Um, okay, so obviously then these systems, they could work across state lines. They could work really wherever these cameras are posted. How do they work, you know, to solve crime? And, and I want to use this kidnapping. And again, Sheriff, forgive me because I don't know what I can or we can or cannot ask because I'm sure there are things that you still can't talk sure. about in terms of kidnapping. You can always kidnapping. ask it. I don't always have to answer it. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, to me, it's like, well, how did the, how did the system work to solve this crime? I mean, walk us through, Well, I guess, it was a piece. It wasn't, it wasn't the piece that actually solved the crime, but it was with, without it, it would have been much harder and the response would have been a lot longer. So, um, yeah, we had an 11-year-old. Um, we get a call um, of an 11-year-old missing, and the only information we have is, you know, somebody had some home camera. Uh, Where was she from? She was from Zanesville, okay. um, which is right at the very corner of our county. Uh, actually, part of it's in Allen County. So, um, But, yeah, we get this call. 11-year-old went out outside and didn't return, and... Uh, you know, as the reports start coming in, we get reports of a white van. Um, that white van was seen by people, but it was also on camera and somebody's somebody had a makeshift camera in the front of their, their residence. So we did get uh, an actual view side shot of this of this van. And so uh, a lot of time and energy was spent searching the area, obviously, because we didn't know if that tied together or not. Once we exhausted that, uh, search area then we set up a command team and you know again I can't share everything but some of the information we gathered 
uh, through this van. And like Sophia said, if you if you search for a white van uh, in in the system, you don't realize how many white vans there are until you're looking for a white van. <laughs> and uh, so just a white van alone in the flock system, um, we're going to get get hundreds if not thousands of hits can you pare that down to like say wells county is that how that works when you're in the system correct but obviously we didn't have cameras up at the time right um and so uh, it's a lot of information to go through Mm -hmm. and so with just a kind of a grainy black and white video basically of a white van uh you know we don't that's a lot of photos to go through and so like i said it could be thousands and thousands of white vans that passed cameras at least within this general area and so um, through further investigation, we had help from state police, the Fusion Center, um, which is very good. They brought uh, techs down, and they do and they do a lot of the electronic stuff, cell phone search, computer searches, and those type of things. And so um, we got some information that there was possible uh, communication with somebody in South Dakota. And so um, somebody from Bluffton Police Department's agency, they have flock cameras. Uh, they searched um, the system for a white van with South Dakota plates. So what's the odds that a South Dakota plated white van is gonna be in Indiana? And the the minute they did, we got a hit instantly in Steuben wow. County. And so uh, then we got another hit again in Stark County and then Porter County. And these uh, were all areas in that obviously had these flock systems yeah. in and place. And so as we're getting these hits, you know, we're also getting a picture of the van. It looks pretty much an exact match to what we saw on the surveillance camera in the neighborhood where the girl come up missing. So as we're getting these hits, like again, like I said, we got we got it in Steuben and then Stark and Porter County. And so we know that they're heading in the direction of at least Chicago, if not South Dakota. And so because of those flock hits, we were able to obtain a search warrant for uh, for a particular number that we had tied the South Dakota plate to. Um, and then that helped to get a search warrant to get live pings on a cell phone. And once we got that warrant for that, then then we knew their exact location, at least within a couple minutes. And so we were tracking them through Wisconsin and getting authorities. Uh, at the time, we didn't have a plate number. Sophia probably knows better than me. <laughs> I learned this, that uh, without the plate number, even if we had the state, we couldn't do a nationwide amber alert. We could only do a silver alert. Which without was, the plate? Without the plate. Uh, if we had the state, they would have done the amber alert, but not the silver so we did a silver alert, which is only statewide. Right. And so uh, we we were set up in a in a church in Zanesville, and I felt like it was the Situation Room. We had we had multiple investigators, and again, State Police Fusion Center, and we sat down, and uh, we're, we're getting live pings every 15 minutes of where they're at, and and uh, it was close to Dodgeville, uh, Wisconsin, and so we literally got online and Googled. The sheriff's agency that was there contacted their 911 center said, hey, we have a silver alert, possible abduction. Uh, we believe them to be in this area. They're driving a white van. And uh, so we had a speakerphone in the middle of the table, and it felt like the situation room with <laughs> the, the president uh, type thing. But it, but it was yeah. neat to watch. You know, as a sheriff, I, I get tied up in the office a lot. And, you know, the, the political side of it and dealing with council and commissioners and all the things that go along with being, no, being on, a let sheriff. Me, let me make you hit the pause button here, yeah. too, because I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I, I mean, I know the end of the story, but how much time has gone by now from the initial? So I got the call about 4.30 uh, in the in the, e- in the e- afternoon. Um, and uh, by the time we found her, it was 2 in the morning. 
In Wisconsin. Well, about one in the morning. When you're getting these pings, you're getting... Uh, yeah, it's about midnight, one in the morning. Okay. And so, uh, so as we're getting the pings, um, we get a hold of the agency, we get all the information to them. And uh, so they're out scouring the, the highway that we believe them to be on. And of course, they're dealing with an ice storm and everything oh else gosh. out there at the time. But um, they, they end up locating the vehicle and they got a stop on it. And they were able to recover the 11-year-old and the three suspects uh in there and so um, but it was a long awaiting you know we do felony stops on vehicles we're we got the van stopped and we're waiting and waiting and waiting uh to hear and get confirmation that she was in the van um seemed like an eternity which was probably about 20 minutes but uh they confirmed that she was in there they had the other three suspects in custody um and I, you know, like I said, I think that was between one and two in the morning we had it done. So in less than, you know, half that time was spent searching. Yeah. I mean, we had helicopters out. We had fire department. We had multiple canines out searching the area. It was a very wooded area uh, where she come up missing. So a lot of time and resources and hours were spent initially. I mean, we were doing investigative stuff, um, a lot of gathering at that time. But it wasn't until we really sat down probably around nine ten o'clock that we really started narrowing in on the investigative side and using the tools that were available to us uh to help lead to that so again flock didn't didn't solve it but it was a major part of helping us uh just one piece of that puzzle investigative tool that led us uh to her recovery so was it part of a human trafficking ring or, or smuggling for human trafficking we don't be- we don't believe that at least for what we know at this point, we don't believe there to be a bigger ring, but who who knows? Uh, we're still doing, we're still serving search warrants on this case. Gotcha. Uh, we're still doing, um, you know, media. Yeah, I knew it was still kind of active and open. That's why I didn't know yeah, what we, yeah. we could so, and could not So ask. all three of them are still in our facility. Um, the one, uh, the main suspect in, is, is being held on a $500,000 bond. Um, he currently right now. Uh, initially, they were all charged with kidnapping. Until we got them back, we have added charges um, to the main suspect at this point for uh, for the human trafficking, for child molest, and um, child solicitation, mm-hmm. and he still has the kidnapping charge. So uh, he has multiple charges. The other two suspects are still have kidnapping. They may, they may have additional charges. Um, at this point, we haven't added them yet as we get through our investigation and we learn more information through this. So, Do you think that we would have had this outcome or you would have had this outcome without the flock system? Um, I think we we would have. It would have been probably a lot longer and who knows what would have and happened. And Lord knows what could have happened. Yeah, who knows what. I mean, time is the essence mm-hmm. in anything, whether it's homicide investigation or, you know, kidnapping, um, time is of the essence and who knows uh, I, I look back pre-cell phone uh, uh, yeah. do I think maybe do I think maybe they would have been or uh, this this young girl would have been in this situation pre-cell phone I don't know um, but you know who knows I we, we it would have been a long time is maybe that, days how it, was before. there was there communication happening on the other end of a cell phone then I'm, I'm assuming yeah, there's some communication uh, through through you know I yeah I say this you know pay attention to what your kids are doing whether yeah. it be we talk about that all the yeah, time on here. I'm sure you do yeah. whether it be um, social media apps to to I mean even video games to computer games mm-hmm. there's ch- chat options um, we've done the human trafficking PSAs uh, with agencies and stuff before and 
Uh, I've been to some trainings and I'm like, holy cow. I, I even some of these places, I, I, yeah, I don't even know half the names of some of these things where kids communicate nowadays. It's, it's amazing. Uh, and there's always another one coming up behind it, uh, for them to use. Yeah. Um, at, at, at 16, she'll get a flip phone, my kid. And even then I'll think about it. I'll think about her getting a flip phone. Yeah. Um, Sophia, you mentioned we don't have any in Allen County in, in the Fort Wayne area, the, these flock cameras or this flock system. But I mean, you know, kind of circling back to this whole big brother invasion of privacy, when you hear a story like that, I can't help but be like the world's biggest champion, you know, for this flock system. Have we had any other instances around, and maybe I guess this question could be to either one of you, to where that the system has helped bring justice to some degree, whether it's from a neighboring state, someone coming into Indiana or vice versa, like the story that you're telling. Have we seen a lot of, I'm going to call them success stories from this system? I think the system in itself has a lot of success. And it's not just with these grand cases like this, but the smaller ones. And honestly, um, I think when, we, when we're talking about these big elaborate things, you always wonder like how many times these suspects have tried to do this before? How many times have they failed? Yeah. How did they fail? And, you know, to pull off something like this, it doesn't seem like this would probably be their first time. Right. Because this is huge. You're going from South Dakota to little little Indiana, Wells County, Indiana. I mean, to me, that's huge. So I, I would imagine they've probably at least attempted to do this somewhere else. That's why I asked the ring question. I wasn't yeah. sure if this is a part of something a little bit bigger. And you know what? I, I won't say it is, it is I don't know, yeah. but yeah. I know that these can Chance, be very Chances in, are intricate. it's not their first time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and these, these systems are very intricate. They always have some kind of leader, but there's also just a bunch of crazy people out there yeah. as well. Yeah, I, I want to go back just, you know, on your question about communicate. Was there communication and everything else? And, and by no means, um, I want to stress the girl's eleven. And right. regardless to whether she did or didn't. Amen. Yes. Uh, good point. She, Very good point. Yeah. She, uh, th- these people knew better um, yep. to, to, to not know that she's 11 years old. Um, they knew better. And uh, none of that blame goes and on her. Yeah. It, I 100% agree with that. Yep. Um, yeah. There's some real sickos. And we've talked about that on yep. the show. We've talked about the video game, the chats, yep. you know, in there. What you're, you have to monitor what your kids are doing because these people are not, they're not dumb. Yeah. They get in there and they befriend these kids and these friends, these kids just go off thinking it's another teen or yeah. another friend or someone their age. And it turns out to be, you know, someone who's has some very ill intent. And, you know, just as a word of caution, you know, human trafficking is about to become the world's biggest mm-hmm. moneymaker, overcoming arms and drugs. Um, because like. Which is so sick when you think about the demand. It right? is. It I mean, is. But think about it. You know, sickening. you can you can only sell a gun once. You can sell a pill once. Correct. But you can sell a child multiple yep. times a day, multiple times a week, multiple times a year. Um, it's disgusting. Um, so people like Special this, place in hell for, for those people. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't even think that's bad enough. <laughs> yeah, but. same. We're way up against the clock. but I, And I think I already know the answer to this question from both of you. But I still want you to answer it as briefly as humanly possible. Um for, after just hearing this story, and again, your your other experiences with the flock system, do you think they should be implemented everywhere? Yes. <laughs> that was brief. <laughs> you know what? I'm coming from a pure law enforcement. I understand yeah. people's concerns. Um, but we have, like like Sheriff Holiday said, we have so many other tools that are at our disposal that have just as much as information as what we're getting yeah. from these systems. You can't tell me that we're going to abuse this system when we haven't really abused the other systems either. And there are yeah. mechanisms in place. Or I always get, you know, what about the next sheriff? What if, you know, what about the next person uh, that puts things in? And so, 
uh, the, the, those are questions I get. And you know what? The people, uh, a little different than the police chief who gets appointed yes. by the mayor, but mm-hmm. um, I get elected by the people. Right. And so if I don't do a good job, I'm, I'm not going to get reelected. Uh, I am in my second term. Um, so you must be doing something right, well, Sheriff. I, well, I say that because we're term limited in Indiana yeah. for sheriffs, so this is my last term. And I hope I set a good foundation and good principles and good policy for what we have in place and so that the next person come in. Um, there's transparency in what we do. Um, you know, we could do a whole segment on transparency and <laughs> social media and, yes. and things that, you know, those are things that I've implemented as sheriff. Um, you know, uh, with the community to to try to provide this transparency of what we do. Uh, again, this is not a secret. This is this is tools to help keep people safe. And if you're not out doing anything wrong, there's nothing, nothing to, worry to worry about. about. There's nothing to worry about with these cameras. We're not going to get notified uh, that you're going. I, I don't know whether you're going to Walmart or if you're going to church. I have no clue when that picture is taken of your vehicle, what you're doing. Yeah. But it's there to help keep you safe, keep our community safe. And, and that's what I was elected to do. Well, Sheriff, you're clearly doing a good job because Sophia would not have brought you in as a guest <laughs> if you weren't. Let's just put it that way. As always, if you've missed any previous episodes of Unholstered, you can download the podcast anywhere you download a podcast. Your town, your team, your topics. This is Unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search Unholstered. Podcasts by Federated Media.